lace up your boots and get ready for TM5 United, your one-stop shop for all the news about our five stripes. Here's your hosts, Abner Castellanos and David Donis. Hello, all you beautiful people out there. We are back at it a little late, but it's all right. You can blame Abner for that. He's got family and stuff like that. You know, he doesn't focus on the important things of life like this podcast. But uh, it's, it's a Tuesday night. We're chilling. I uh, had a good weekend myself. Went to the lake Sunday, got a little bit tan. Um, took the dogs, a uh, little golden retriever. Uh, she actually jumped in and swam in the lake. So that was that was pretty cool to see. Um, what about you, Abner? Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, man, it wasn't too bad. Um, you know, just relaxed uh, Saturday and uh, you know, and Sunday went to, uh, wait, the game was Saturday? Yeah, the game was Saturday. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Um, we just uh, we just hung out, you know, um, and then uh, Sunday I went to go play golf with my my son and my brother and my nephew, so that was pretty cool. Hot, yeah, I heard your son's already better than you. Yeah, bro, he is. Shoot, I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind it, bro. Hey, get on the tour, baby. Get on the tour, and then yeah, that's take, a good. That's a good sport to get yeah, big in, dude. They make big. Get on the tour, take care of daddy. You know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah man, that was good, dude, man. It, mu- it must have been hot, right? You yeah, said it was it hot. Was hot, bro. We took like I don't know if you seen those. Uh, I like drinking the body armor, uh, water. And they had like the six, like the big, I think it's like one liter ones. We, yeah, I, we went, me and Isaiah went through all those six water. It, it was, it was. I thought you, I thought you usually uh, drink Trulies when you're golfing. Nah, nah, man. Not, not when it's this hot out. <laughs> hydration is better than drinking any, you know, alcohol takes that hydration out of you. So, uh, that's, uh, yeah. You know, and there's, there's experience, there's experience for all you, uh, the fans yeah. out there. Get it from Abner. He's, he, he knows what and it you is. You know, Saturday. We'll get into it, but you know, I went to the game. We were there gladly, man. Um, um, we, uh, <laughs> me and Andrew, we usually leave at a pretty good time. I mean, uh, we left at six because uh, you guys were at the game, so we didn't leave earlier. Because uh, if you guys were there, we were gonna go uh, hang out with you guys like we always do. Uh, so we left that. We yeah. left at six. Uh, he lives up there in Hackworth. I uh, said we'd be there about six thirty, and then of course a lot of traffic. Um, and then luckily Yeesh. I was listening to, uh, Jason Longshore before we, uh, I got in, um, I was driving to his house and he's like, yeah, you know, the time has started from seven 30 to seven 55. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So that gives us a little bit more time to just hang out, whatever. Yeah, bro. We made it with five minutes of the game almost started. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Getting parking and all that fun stuff. So, but it was cool. It was, um, um, yeah, let's get, let's, let's get into it. Cause it's, you know, it, yeah, you you think after yeah, the 80th time you guys went to a game, you would have it down. Yeah, pat, yeah, but... usually, but hey, you know, <laughs> it happened. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, I know we're trying to forget about it, but Atlanta United fall two to one at home to our rivals, Orlando City. Uh, that makes it back to back losses two one, two one to New England, then two one to Orlando. Um, I mean, we pretty much lost all, all the momentum we had from those back-to-back wins. Um, a tough loss. You never want to lose at home. We talk about it over and over again. You got to get three points at home, and the Mercedes-Benz this year has just not been a fortress for us. We've given up so many points. Um, but let me go through the moments of the match. So um, we actually started off the game. Uh, well, I mean, they uh, Orlando had a first early chance that Brad had to make a big save, but after that... Um, uh, there's a play where uh, Miguel Berry wins the ball back, finally does something good, chips the ball to Chole, 
Chol gets a foot on it, kind of. It, uh, it hits a defender. It's going into the goal. The defender makes a goal line save. And then there, Caleb Wiley is there to clean it up. Puts it up 1-0 in the 22nd minute. That's what you want to see. You want to land it on the board first. Generally, when that happens, we usually win. But not in this case, because three minutes later, Antonio Carlos would equalize in the 25th minute um, off a set piece with a beautiful header, really. I mean, that thing was a rocket in the back of the net. Uh, nothing much Brad could do about it. And then, uh, to make matters worth, worse, in the, in the 60th minute, uh, Duncan McGuire equalizes. There's a good ball uh, passed into him to run onto um, by Pereira, and he's able to maintain composure and uh, wins the game for them 2-1. Um, there were a couple of chances where Atlanta, um, you know, was trying to catch the game, but just wasn't able to do enough. Uh, Pereira for Orlando, he assisted on both goals, so the key man of the match there. Um, but yeah, uh, not enough. Atlanta, I mean, the game to me, uh, Abner, it was, uh, it was it was it was pretty even. It was just going to come down to whoever made the most of their chances and whoever committed the least errors. And uh, Atlanta was on the wrong side of that on the night. Yeah, man, very um, very unfortunate. Um, yeah, like uh, I don't know. I, I I thought the atmosphere was going to be a little louder, a little more rowdy. I guess you could say. Like, you know, we got yeah, we TV got there, too. and you know, this where we we sit, we got the we got our season tickets in the one thirty four section. Um, it's like row eighteen, and so it's not. It's pretty close. It's right next to the um to seventeens, and dude, like. We got there, you know, we got our food, so we sat there real quick, ate our food, and then we stood up, and I hear the guy behind me like, like really, you're going to stand up? I'm like, we're like right next to the supporter section. What do you, what do you mean? Like, and uh, um, so I was like, and then like I look around me, and like people are not standing. They're not as loud. They're not as hyped, I guess. I don't know. It was weird. It was really weird. Like, the chats were as loud as usual. Like, it was like. It wasn't. Uh, I don't know. It was. A, it was a weird, weird atmosphere. Not the usual. I think people are just kind of getting tired of watching this team because it's. It, you know, it hasn't really been that fun to watch this team. This yeah, year. I get that, but at the same time, dude, it's like our biggest rival. So why wouldn't you be like as loud or you know what I'm saying like yeah. even even you know when you lose big time or you win or you know you gotta you know be there for for them. I don't know. It, it was just weird. It was a weird atmosphere. Like. You know, I, th- I was I was looking forward to it because I was like, oh, it's Orlando. We hate Orlando. It's always a good game. Um, and, you know, as an Orlando fan, you know, the away fans, you know, they travel pretty well. And I'm sure it was a good game for them beating us at home. Did you see a good did you see Yeah, a good they were up in the corner like they always have all the um, away teams and everything. So, um you can't hear no, them. No, no, I couldn't hear. I mean, we. I heard them after the game because, like, the players went over there, and um, you know, even like, even like Orlando players was were giving us like, uh, like the um, uh, the sh- sh- uh, emote, like uh, motion to us. Like Alisi was doing that oh, to yeah. us. Like I can't hear you guys, and you know, all the other players were getting into it. Yeah, Damn. it was so like that's why I was like, man, like, where are we? <laughs> You know, like, I don't know, yeah. but uh, the game itself, David, I mean, it kind of sucks that Cho went down early and Etienne came in. Um, it, same same old from... Yeah, Cho looked, looked good, right? Yeah, Cho, Cho looked, looked good. good. I'm he's, he's been pretty consistent these last couple of games, so it's been kind of nice um, to see him. So it would have been exciting to see what kind of, uh, you know, what he would have brought to that game. Um, 
and then getting uh, Etienne in, I mean, he just brings the same old, same old, right? Uh, and it's kind of yeah. it's kind of frustrating sometimes uh, to get that from him. And then the sub with Mosqueda come in. I mean, he had some chances, but I just not impressed, dude. Um, it, yeah. it was tough. There's too many. Do we have too many of those players that do this exact same crap and don't produce? Mosqueda and Etienne are like the same type of player. They got moments, but they don't have assists. They don't have goals. And honestly, man, like, I would like to see Chol play as a nine when Gigi can't play. Take Barry out. Like, you know, Barry just, he doesn't produce as much. He did help on the goal. Um, but I think Chol is just more dangerous. And, like, let's just have Chol as a nine, and then you can put Tyler Wolf there instead of at the end or have one of them. But, um, yeah, it was unfortunate he came off. Um, like you mentioned, you know, at the end came on and then, we had Gigi come in in the 70th minute. He wasn't really able to do much either. Um, and then what do you make of, you know, no, no Miles Robinson? I know he was back from the national team and played a lot of minutes. Uh, but what do you what do you make of that? Do you think Beneta should have put him in or is it better just to let him no, recover? No, man, I think, I think just because of all the games that he played, it was good for him to recover. Uh, really no need for him to be back there, I guess, in this type of scenario. You're looking more at, to attack. Yeah, we're chasing, we're chasing the, game. the game. So, I mean, yeah. at that point, like, you're going to end up defending with two players or one or, you know, because we're going to be pushing numbers up. So I don't think, you know, uh, it would have been, a, um, uh, you know, now if we were up, I would think you would have brought him in um, to kind of fortify that back and, you know, just um, hold that hold that lead. Uh, so, like, I, I don't know. It's some of the subs. I mean, I know I get it. We didn't see Wolf. I thought that was kind of odd. Um, I was expecting to see him before Mosqueda, but... It was just, uh, I don't know, it was just that type of game, David. I don't, um, Orlando is a good team. As much as right. we hate to say that, Orlando is a good team. And I mean, they, they look better than us. I mean, in both games, they look like they were the better oh, team. Oh, they definitely, right? I mean, they definitely uh, should have deserved the win uh, when we went down there and uh, definitely deserved this win. I just, I was just expecting more of a fight from, from, uh, the players and the fans itself. You know, like you said, that feel of Fortress is kind of, Kind of going away game by game, so yeah. And I mean, Abner, how how can you expect a team to be uh, consistent and and win games back to back, have the same performances when you got so many players just just moving around? I mean, obviously you have international tournaments that happen, so you lost Miles, you lost Caleb for a while, then you get rid of Ivada and Andrew Gutman, they've been your starters for the majority of the year. So it's like a lot of it is like, can you really expect the team to really be putting their best foot forward when you just have so many lineup changes and players you can't really rely on? Yeah, and that's that's <laughs> that's what we. It's funny because like at the beginning of the year we were talking about death, we we're talking about consistency, and at least we knew you know it was gonna be Chol, it was gonna be uh, Wolf, it was gonna be Etienne, or it was gonna be Caleb Wiley, you know. And now it's like you're just kind of throwing all these players, and unfortunate because of um, you know the players that we got rid of now you're having to start all that over we're having a new signee who may or may not play on the 21st or the 25th i think is our next game uh yeah the 25th yeah. a week from today um and he's still got to get accustomed to the league he's got to get accustomed to the players the style everything so uh, it, it's just a lot of inconsistency that i don't like to see especially at this part of yeah. the season you know now if it was at the beginning david i could probably be like okay wait till they get it together now it's like they were getting rhythm and now it's going apart gg's been hurt yeah my mother 
you know, <laughs> we're depending on him so much, you know, and of course, exactly. And if, if, it, if it's not for a model of this team, dude, we're, we're probably out of a playoff. Yeah, spot, I mean, to be for sure. It, it's crazy because, like, I just don't, I get it. Like, he is our best player, He's probably one of the best players in this league, uh, better than that number 10 down in Miami now. Um, so, uh, <laughs> no, but like, he's, but there's like no help, you know, or if it is, it's very occasional like oh yeah i'm gonna help you this time and when Gigi's there like when they both play together it's a different team but Gigi only played like what 15 20 minutes if that was um at most and yeah i don't know it's it, it was fr- it was frustrating he, to watch it was just um it was yeah. a frustrating game um i don't know if there's any good um other than you know i i don't know um I was actually not nervous about that uh, set piece, um, but I had a feeling I was like, dude, they're about to score right now. And sure enough, they did. I was just like, because ah. we've been so good at set pieces and you know, now we're not. <laughs> sure enough. Well, I mean, again, you know, would it have been better if you got Goodman and Nevada there? Because obviously they're going to get in the mix, I- right? Um, yeah, Abner, it's just, uh, I mean, we need reinforcements bad. Abner, there's 10 games left. That's in crazy. Season. Yeah, and um, you know we've we've like it feels like we've just lost players and really haven't replenished them with people we think are really going to help us push up into that playoff spot. Because Garth Logger had said at the beginning of the year that the goal is to get a, the fourth playoff spot and get a home home playoff spot. Uh, with that loss, now Orlando jumps us, so they're in fifth place with thirty seven points, and we drop to seventh place with uh, 35 points and <laughs> we have an extra game played so and we're five points away now from the from the last playoff spot so we're on the wrong side and the bad thing is like i mentioned we got back-to-back losses not only that from that game that we played saturday it's 10 days until we play our next game which is um, the league's cup in almost a month until we play another mls game i mean it's the worst time to kind of go into that because if you go on a win, you're better in the standings. You got a little momentum, so now you can kind of ride that ride that wave into League's Cup and come back into MLS. And dude, I don't know if you have seen um, our remaining fixtures, but dude, it's, it, it's not say. it's not good. So <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna ignore the League's right. Cup for now. But we got we got we got to play Seattle Sounders in Seattle. We play Nashville Off. at home. We play Cincinnati Off. at home. Dallas away. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Dallas is a playoff spot. We play Inter Miami uh, with with uh, Messi, Messi and gang now. DC United, we uh, always have a hard game with them. It's in DC. Then we get to play Montreal uh, home. That one's probably favorable. Then we play Philadelphia away, uh, Columbus at um, uh, home, and then Cincinnati away. So, um, that so is, should we start talking about that's um, tough preseason already? Nate out. Both <laughs> Nate out. Should we start talking about preseason now? Yeah, uh, yeah David, it's. Uh, yeah, I was just looking at that, and it's crazy because you get you get Cincinnati, who hasn't really uh, the last couple of games haven't hasn't re- looked like their normal self. But major part of that is their their star striker has been at the Gold Cup, and now he comes back and he kept right. his momentum. He uh, made some great plays, made some goals for the United States, and now he's coming back. So it's not like he lost his rhythm, right? So we're gonna face him twice, and we got Miami with you know. Tata and Messi, we well, might as well call him Barca Jr. Uh, over there. Uh, no you know, I just read today that Jordi Alba and uh, Luis Suarez might be coming too, which I don't. Which that's a whole nother phrase. Like, how are these, these they getting these players? Like, are they just signing these like 
$10,000 like deals so they can just play because you know they have all this money like I don't know like what is going on uh, but that's just a whole nother they have they have they have uh, Messi allocated yeah, you money. know like the Man, MLS so it goes with MLS basically owns all teams it's not like individually owned um so you know MLS is probably like hey they are individually well, it's like you know it's like it all goes to the MLS That's yeah, one yeah which is stupid to me but whatever uh, but it's like the MLS is like hey you know what we're gonna make money off all these people coming here so we're gonna let it slip again <laughs> yeah um, but you know yeah and the thing is like you see Miami getting all these players and it's just like dude who are we gonna get I mean I don't know if they're just waiting to surprises or what um, and maybe we'll get lucky and keep on Mala because so far there hasn't haven't been any um, real offers. But Abner, you know, I look at this team and, um, you know, I mean, there's probably a good five to six players that I want to keep. You know, like look at the team and like like Guzan. You know, he's old. He, can, you know, I don't mind not keeping him. Hernandez, you can go. Purata, I'd keep Abram. I mean, it's a lot of money for what he's play, what he's giving. Obviously, I want to keep Brooks Lennon. I mean, Sosa, expendable. Sadie's expendable. Want to keep Wiley. I mean, Chols look good. He's cheap, so you won't probably want to keep him. Obviously, you keep Armada if you could. Barry, uh, worthless. Etienne, worthless. Alonso, I just think he's old. It doesn't really have much to give. Rosetto, dude. I mean, this guy doesn't even... I don't even know what he's doing out there. Obviously, you want to keep Gigi. And then Mosquera again. The, the club we loaned him out to didn't even want to keep him anymore. Um, and then you got Miles. I mean, you got Fortune and Tyler Wolf. Obviously, they're young up and comers, but you got a, like a, a good like core players. You have like five or six you'd keep. The rest of the team is like you know they're average at best. Yeah, man, it's it's uh, you know we have they one of the highest payrolls. Abner. we have one yeah, of the highest I know, payrolls. It's in the crazy. It's, I know it's crazy. That's why I said anybody that looks at this roster, it was like, oh man, they're licking their hands. Uh, you know, because they're like, oh man, we have a great, but like when you see them on the on the road or not on the road, when you see them um, out in the pitch, you're like, uh, what is going on? But I don't know, man. It's Russell's better than Mosquera and Etienne, right? Ah, uh, Mosquera, uh, Etienne, even Arujo. Wouldn't you say Russell's better than all those three players? Yeah, he's the best MLS. Fit. Yeah, and he's just like you know, American play, German American. Obviously, played for the national team. He he got naturalized. Like, you know, like we we're spending a lot of money on these players, anyways. You know, it's like I just don't think we're spending money the right way. Right, but we'll see what uh, Garth, Mister Garth, has he in better, store for he's us. He's got to work his magic, man. Because so far, like this is his big opportunity, and so far we just have Tristan Muyamba, a second division Frenchman, to show for it. <laughs> Yeah, but uh yeah, right now yeah let me break down uh, but, the stats unless you got something to add and then we'll move on uh no i mean no go ahead go over the stats i i just think uh i do it's crazy like how you say like 10 games left like i think i thought we had a little bit more but 10 well, games i think it's okay let me ask you this out of those 10 games uh of course the most points is uh 30 but realistically you think we get and what do we need to get to to make at least a playoff come a playoff team i mean i i think we're gonna make the playoffs but i really think i mean i think we're not gonna get the top half i i think we're gonna be lucky to avoid that eighth or ninth spot which i believe they're the the playing spots um want to look at the playoff structure again because you know it's always changing but i think the best we can probably get is fifth realistically we're in that sixth or seventh spot so i think out of the 30 points um 
Yeah, you probably, you're looking between 15 and 20 points, I think is what we'll get. I think, um, I hope like there's no, like we get more reinforcements, GG gets healthy and then we can hit our stride because obviously I'm going to look on the more positive than the other flip side where we just lose the majority of the games and then we, <laughs> I mean, if we miss the playoff spots, I mean, Boca, Negada, and Benet are both got to gotta be out of here. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I, I think uh, I think 15 should be reasonable. I think that gets us in a playoff spot. Definitely want to be in a home but I don't know, David. It's kind of it's gonna be hard to kind of get us to see. Yeah. It's gonna be dependent on what other people do, and also uh, these other the teams that we're playing. It's that's it's a it's a tough road. You so, know what? Uh, and the, the, I will home. say this: the East is the East is more stacked than the West. Oh yeah, most definitely. the top teams in the East are way better than top teams of the West. I think uh, I think my Miami was in the West. And they'd be in first place by the end of the week. <laughs> Well, I mean, even if you look at us with our points, you know, we're at 35 points in seventh. Um, and then I can get to it here. If you go to the West, um, 35 points and you're in fifth place, a one point away from fourth place. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the competition right now. It's just, it's a dogfight in the East right now. Um, which is, I mean, you know, the iron sharpens iron, so it's supposed to make us better. But right now, I don't think we're playing to our full potential. There's a lot of inconsistency, um, and I think we definitely need um, reinforcements. But let me go through the stats really quick, Abner. So 59% possession to Atlanta, to Orlando's 41. Again, we're, they were up 2-1 um, for the last 30 minutes, so obviously they're going to see that possession because it was the game was really, like, pretty even. I mean, we probably had a little bit more of the ball, Orlando had a lot of good chances too. I mean, there are a couple. What was that one that trickled across Brad's goal line and almost went in the in there? They had one that hit the crossbar too. Um, expected goals ours was 1.06 to Orlando's 0.79. Um, total shots 17 for Atlanta, four of them on target. And Orlando had 10, and four of them were on goal. Atlanta 389 passes to Orlando's 255 accurate passes. Um, we actually fouled Atlanta more, 18 fouls to 13. That was pretty, pretty interesting. There's a lot of fouls. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, the stats say it's, you know, painted a different picture. I mean, the both shot the targets four on four. So, um, you know, I think it just came back to Orlando making the most of the opportunities, and we did it, and we came up with more more um, mistakes in the back. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention this. Uh, How would you feel about the ref? Yeah, I mean, uh, some pretty um, interesting calls. I could tell, but Pineda was pretty frustrated with him. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, they, like I don't know if they showed it on TV because because me and Andrew um, swore that we saw uh, Galicia get a yellow card at half. Mm -hmm. He kept arguing with the ref, arguing with the ref, and then he pulled out a yellow card, and then he got another yellow card during the match. That wouldn't necessarily mean that he gets a red unless that yellow counts outside. I don't know. It was weird. There's no way it counts outside, right? That's what I'm saying. Unless he revoked that yellow card before halftime, I'm not sure. I haven't really heard much about it. Uh, but me and Andrew were pretty confused because, like, we were watching, you know, we sat there at halftime and uh, the um, Galicia just kept arguing, arguing, arguing. And I, we saw the red pull out a yellow and then we saw him pull out another yellow. And I was just like, isn't that red? So I don't know. Um, very, very odd calls. Very, I, I, we had this ref before. I'm not a fan of him. Too much explaining. Too much, 
got the flow of the game, some bad calls. Some, I don't know. It both ways, too. It wasn't just, you know, Atlanta United, but I don't know. It, it's, it's MLS, right? <laughs> what, what else can you get? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it is what it is. I know Pineda tries to, like, not get himself in trouble by <laughs> saying right. too much about the refs, but... Anyways, mijo, I'm gonna let's wrap it up. Um, and we got what's coming up is the League's Cup. This is the first year that we're gonna have all teams from Liga MX and MLS. So it's we've had League's Cup before, but it was just a few teams that did it. Uh, now there's all the teams in it, and there's more at stake. So it starts this Friday, July 21st. Um, and then Atlanta United, like I mentioned, we don't play till Tuesday, July 25th. Um, that'll be against Inter Miami, so um, I believe we should see uh, Messi at that game. But Messi should make his debut um, this Friday against uh, Cruz Azul, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that'll be fun. Uh, did you catch any of the presentation? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I did. Uh, very interesting, man. Three point five billion people were watching, or something like that. Yeah, did you see the, the, the shade that uh, Ronaldo was throwing? Yeah, man, come on, bro. Like, Saudi Arabia like, League's why? better. Like, why? Like, what, what's the... What, I don't know, whatever, dude. He just has know. to, He's, dude. It's his rival. He has to, dude. I guess. I guess, it, but I, it's just like we're, they're both at the stage where they're not in Europe anymore, and Saudi, dude, they're throwing money at anybody. Like, I'm sure they're paying like two million for like a water boy from the Premier League or yeah, something. Yeah, you just come over. They yeah, say they're gonna throw sure. you thirty thousand dollars, dude. And they can tell me ten thousand. I'll go. <laughs> really for that? Ten thousand more, shoot. Uh, <laughs> you're you like, know, and, but and I, I can leave the wife and kids. Right. You know. <laughs> I, my, you know what happens in Saudi stays in Saudi, right? Yeah, but um, um, th but this tournament looks cool, man. It was cool seeing Messi come out. Um, yeah, he got 3.5 billion views, I believe. Ronaldo's got three billion, so it's crazy that half the planet watched it. I mean, that's a good for MLS, good for Miami in particular, and especially now that they got uh, Busquets, for Busquets for Apple TV. Exactly, they got Busquets, they got Messi. Uh, I believe they're going after Jordi Alba, um, and who was the fourth? Suarez. No, well, okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, again, I don't know how they're doing it, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah. But, so, this tournament, so I mentioned uh, uh, there's 47 clubs in total. You got 25 MLS and 18 Liga MX clubs. So, obviously, MLS has the advantage. Um, the league champions, they get a bye to the knockaround. So, you have LAFC, the MLS Cup winners, and then you have Pachuca that are the Liga MX winners that are going to get bye to the knockaround. So this is a different format than what we're used to, but you're gonna get 15 groups of three. Um, the top two in each group qualify to the round of 32. Um, so you get three points for a win, like normal, zero points for a loss. But if it's a tie, you go to a shootout. So I don't know if you watched any MLS Next Pro, but they've been doing this and it's pretty cool, honestly. So the game's tied, you go to a shootout. The winner of the shootout gets two points and the loser gets one. So that avoids, you know. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. I think it's uh, so after if it's tied after ninety minutes, both teams get one point, and whoever wins the PKs gets another point. Okay, but it ends up being the same thing. When the shootout gets yeah, two, well, two points, total, yeah, yeah, two total. But Freaking yeah, so I guess even if even if you tie, you get day. That's gonna be crazy. Yeah, like, but yeah, even I mean, if you tie, both teams get one point. Like imagine how crazy. 
you win. Yeah, of course, I mean, it's pretty cool, and I see them do it at MLS Next Pro, so it's kind of cool because it makes every game uh, exciting because you still, you just, you know, it's, and I think they might be testing it. Who knows if they ever want to do it to MLS. I don't know how I feel about, about that, but we'll see it now because now we get to see it on a grand scale and see how the fans really feel about it. Um, so this, the second finalist, uh, I mean, the two finalists, I'm sorry, the, the winner and the burn-up, and the third place team, they get to qualify for the Champions League, now called the Champions Cup. I don't know why they changed it, but that's what it is. Um, and then the winner, the winner of the whole thing, the champion, automatically goes to the round of 16 in the Champions Cup tournament, which that's an expanded format too. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty cool. I, I think it's a good tournament. You're guaranteed... Again, there's there's three teams in a group, so you play each team once, so you get two games. Um, Atlanta's in a group with Inter Miami and uh, Cruz Azul, so um, we'll see. You know, Amner, I think based on the two losses, I would think Atlanta United should approach this game with some tenacity and to try to make put a good foot forward. But we you know certain MLS teams take certain tournaments seriously and certain <laughs> other tournaments not so seriously. Um, so, I mean, what are your over thoughts about the tournament as a whole? Um, do you think Liga MX takes it or, the U or MLS takes it? And how do you think Atlanta United is going to approach this? And do you think they're going to go do well or crash out? I mean, the good thing about it, there's there's a good, um, you know, if you win, you get to expand and go to this, uh, you know, the, of course, the Champions League, which is awesome. Um know it's more exposure more more games you know more you know opportunity to go to the fifa world club cup right um or fifa world club yeah real world club cup uh so that's the, i like it that it's at stake i like it that it pauses for four weeks allowing both the uh la liga and mechies and uh, mls to put more importance to those games um, instead of like you know having like a game Saturday and then this league cup and then the game Saturday, another game, right. kind of like okay these are games you're playing so like got to put importance on it right. Um, I think for the bottom feeders and teams that maybe don't have much to show, I think it's gonna be a great opportunity for them to kind of go all in on this uh, because it, you know yeah you may not win the league you may not you know do that but you have an opportunity uh to make it to the champions league right you mean inter miami because um, they're bottom feeders yeah i think i mean i think, <laughs> yeah, think, think about it if, no but i'm saying think about like imagine messi going to to mexico to play in the, in the champions league or to what they, you think they, they still throw beer at him Oh, I mean, they should. <laughs> they I, wouldn't I would. throw beer at Messi. Oh, you wouldn't man. throw beer at Messi? Don't lie, dude. That's your hero. I'd be like, a, my che cheers. You have a little statue of him in the corner of your room. I've seen it. Ah, oh, man. My hero. My my favorite player is Ronaldinho. That's, that's um, always but, but you, player. I mean, you like, I like the tournament. Anyways, I think you like the tournament. I love is the it, tournament. It, I love the idea of it. Um, I hope Atlanta United takes it serious. I hope they uh, throw everything we can at them. And... You know, I think those those that rivalry, right, with Liga MXs and MLS is awesome. I love it. It's always hot and burning. Um, yeah. So uh, I would think Abner with we have a almost uh, we have an eleven team advantage. I would think that at a minimum we have to have an MLS team in the final. Um, but I'm, I'm I mean I, you know you you never know. But we saw um, uh, uh, you know this this past year. LAFC lost in the uh, Champions League final, so I think this is a chance for an MLS team to kind of make up for that. So I think an MLS team is going to take it. At a minimum, they should be in the final. You agree with that? You think it's? Uh, 
mean, he should and dominate. Should. <laughs> yeah. Should. Again, it's a it's a cool tournament. Uh, cool well, AFC did lose to uh, uh, who they lose to um, in, the, in the final. Uh, it's English. It was uh, Chuka. No. Was it Leon? Leon. Maybe it was Leon. Whatever that final was. No, which yeah. The... Yeah, it was Leon. Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. I remember. I remember things. I remember a little bit. <laughs> but uh so, yeah, yeah i'm excited for it man i'm very excited for it yeah it'll be cool i mean you know it's always fun to watch um i hope i hope atlanta takes it seriously hope they do well um and i mean it'd be great if we can qualify to the champions uh cup I hate saying champions cup that way um anything else sad on that mijo no nah, man just very excited i'm ready to uh to to uh follow that and uh you know, it's it's a very exciting time. Yeah, you very exciting for sure. Which brings us to our next segment with news and notes. There's a lot going on, um, especially in our side of the world, the footballing world. So we got first coming up, we got the MLS All Stars versus my club Arsenal, the Gunners. Uh, it's going to be torn allegiance for me because I want both teams to do well. Uh, games uh, Wednesday, July nineteenth, eight thirty. But we actually have the skills challenge that started today that I've been catching some of that. I caught some of the goalie wars, which was cool. Um, you know, they have the volley challenge, the, the, the um, uh, they have the control challenge, the giant ski ball thing. I don't know if you've caught it, Abner. And they do the, the crossbar challenge at the end. So it's, it's really cool. It's a lot of just have fun. So the players get to cut loose before they play the actual game. Um, and then the last time we played, we played Arsenal a couple years back. I forgot what year it is, but we would, we lost two to one of them. So it'd be nice to get that back. And we've got our all-stars in um, uh, Jackie Makis and Almada. And Almada actually participated in the, um, the uh, control challenge where they, they volley, they volley, the teammates send a ball to them and they control it and try to hit it into the little ski ball holes and stuff. And he actually did really, really well. So that was good for him. He's got an impeccable touch. And then we got our captain of the MLS All-Stars is Luciano Acosta. Uh, obviously, he's been, you know, uh, tearing it up at MLS this year. So, Abner, first of all, how, um, are you catching any of this? And do you like do you like this, uh, this do you like the MLS All-Star game? Is there anything you would want to change, or you like the way it is? Um, no, I like the skills challenge. It's pretty cool. Uh, I think the players take it more like serious because they want to, you know, anybody want, always wants to showcase your touch and and you know those passes and everything so i think that's pretty cool especially the crossfire challenge keeper wars are always cool um i just wish they played against the uh, liga mx all-stars i think that would that, every time they just did that last year oh i just wish they would do that every year like why not like why what about, you know, what about you, know, you know arsenal was they're gonna do they're gonna play all their backups they don't take it serious it's not really a big thing for them you know we that's all true. know when european teams come over here they always rate their second third fourth you know academy players to play most of the games but doesn't, do it doesn't that kind of uh expand the mls brand though when you play no, a big european no. club you don't think so i would i would love i would love none more than liga mx versus mls and for mls to to obviously be out at liga mx to show that we're the best league um this side of uh of the earth I would I, I agree with you. I like that uh I like when we play Liga Mekis All Stars. I think there's a they tend to take it a little bit more serious because it's, you know, we're rivals. 
Um, I would like to see, like, that's the standard. Like, every year, that's who we would do. But every couple of years to kind of, like, mix things up, you play, like, a big international team, like a Barcelona, Real Madrid, Chelsea, Manchester United, you name it. Um, and then I also, I would like to see us at least do it once. I mean, I, they're never going to do it because I, I don't think it'll get as much publicity. But I kind of think it would be cool to see East versus West. You know, like we used to do way back in the day, or I don't know if you remember, way, way back then, they used to do the MLS All-Stars versus the, versus the U.S. Internationals. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, throwback. Way, yeah. So, I mean, I think that I would like to East versus I think it's too hard to do the, interna- the U.S. Internationals, but... I think East and West to do that one time would be kind of cool. But yeah, Liga MX All-Stars versus our All-Stars, I think that's where both teams are, you know, in the same boat, same part of the league, say competitive. They're not sending, you know, their backup. Like Arsenal is going to play mainly their backups. Um, but, um, you know, Amner, just with, with all that being said, uh, are you, what do you think the final scoreline is going to be? Uh, for tomorrow, um, I see it being a 3-2 uh, MLS. Mada gets a goal. You know what? I like that. I like that. I think that's a good scoreline. I think it's gonna. there's going to be a lot of goals. And I think because I think now we're at a point where even when European, big European clubs play their, their bench, I still think our starters are better. And the, the thing that you said, uh, trip up MLS a lot it was we would start well in the first half because we would have the the best of the all-stars the starting but then once you got to that second or third rotation you're like all right these guys are barely even all-stars you know but uh, now yeah. i mean you talk about you got um you, you just look at your strikers and you got you got Gigi, you got brandon vasquez um you got jesus Ferreira. i mean you got uh, forwards on forwards. I mean, um, and um, I wanted to uh, read off the roster really quick. And you got, you got, dude, you got. Um, so look, just these are the forwards, all right? Mm. Or is Christian Benteke for DC United, all right? And it's Buanga, who's obviously the MLS uh, Golden Boot leader for LAFC. You got Christian Espinoza, Jesus Ferreira, again, Jorgos Yakumakis. You got Kai Kamara, who's a commissioner's pick. And you got Jordan Morris. I mean, you know, the thing that oh, sucks is that. like everybody has to play, so I feel like it kind of kills the chemistry. Midfielders, you got Luciano Costa, Diego Almada, Matteo Shanoi from uh, uh, FC since uh, Montreal. Sorry, um, you got Charles Hill, who uh, Carlos Hill that we you know we're familiar with him from New England, Hector Herrera, Ache Ache from Houston Dynamo, Jose Martinez from Philadelphia Union, Aiden Morris, Columbus Crew. Huddy Mukhtar, um, Nashville, Ricky Puj from Galaxy, you got Lucas Zelarayan, Columbus Crew, uh, I mean, beastly uh, midfielders. I think the defense is probably where we're probably the weakest. Alvaro Barayal from FC Cincinnati, John Gallagher, Austin FC, another player that we sold that ends up being an MLS All-Star. <laughs> um, Jacob Glesney from Philadelphia Union, Ryan Hollingshead from uh, LAFC, Matt Biazga, Play the, um, for the Gold Cup in, uh, for FC Cincinnati. Tim Parker from St. Louis City. Uh, John Tolkien, um, who also played in the Gold Cup for the U.S. New York Red Bulls. You got Walker Zimmerman for Nashville. Um, and the Keepers, um, which I've seen a couple of them already in the Skills Challenge. Roma, Roman Berkey from St. Louis City. Tyler Miller from D.C. United. 
Jordy Petrovic, who obviously had that great game against us uh, when we played New England. Um, and then we got the coach as Wayne Rooney. Um, so again, I mean, uh, except for, you know, a few players, um, I mean, from top to bottom, these are these are really world-class players, I think. It's different from the All-Stars of the past where you had a good, like, 11 to 12 players and then your 12 through, like, 24 were, like, eesh, that's really where the Europeans, I think, took advantage. I think now it's going to be a little bit harder. Obviously, you still have that chemistry that's always going to be hard because, obviously, these players have never played with each other, right? Yeah, that's that's where it becomes uh becomes interesting to see how you pair those players up, how you know, they got maybe what, two practice sessions if that. Um, yeah. so I mean it'll be interesting. I mean, I'm sure most of the guys know each other. Um, you know, either either, you know, they're from the, the same country or they probably played together when they were younger. So I'm sure there's that type, but yeah, it's definitely gonna be a lot different. It's it's always exciting though, because you kind of see the, the players that stand out. I mean, it, it, it's it's always funny to me when you see like that one player that's always trying too hard, you know, trying to do too much, uh, which is pretty cool. And then another good aspect of it, dude, we get to see Balogun on the Arsenal side. Yeah, I'm, sure, yep. I'm sure he'll get he'll get a lot of playing time. So, and I think um, you met Balotelli that was always trying too hard. You remember that oh, one? Dude. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. He did like the backwards uh, whatever yeah, turn. The little, yeah, the miss, heel, miss, miss, and then he got benched by Pep. <laughs> I think it was Mancini. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. It was Mancini. You're right, you're right, right. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> so it's still it's a lot of fun. It's cool to watch. I mean, every you know it's America, so we got an all star game for everything. Um, right. But let's move in. So another tournament we got coming up. So a lot of soccer, a lot of summer of soccer. You can never have enough. You got the FIFA Women's right. World Cup starting this Thursday, July twentieth. Going. I'll take USA. It's not gonna win it. Ooh, already, already jumping the gum. In in uh, this is in Australia, so U.S.'s first game is actually July twenty first, uh, late one, nine p.m. Eastern versus Vietnam. Then we got the Netherlands July twenty sixth, and then Portugal August first. So um, obviously Vietnam, there's another potential for another 13, 13 nil defeat or thirteen one. I forgot what the score line was. Gonna, people are gonna get mad about running up the score. Get yeah. out of here! It's not about running up the score. It's how they celebrated. Yeah, dude, it's a World Cup. Eleven zero. You might be like, yeah, so, dude, dude. Tell me if you if you got subbed in as a player and you scored a goal, here you would not go. celebrate it. I would celebrate oh, like this, like, yeah, but they're oh, like, yeah, whoa, yeah. let's do it. You're taking the shirts hey. off, which I'm, I'm in favor of that. But <laughs> when you're the best of the best and you're the number one team in the whole world, you act like it. And you, you just do said they're not going to win, so they're not the number one team anymore. No, I don't so. think they're going to win this year. First of all, I've never been All right, first, get after, get so I'm getting you started. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, we got a t- tough game against the Netherlands. Um, you know, I don't really know what to make of Portugal because, you know, you can't really compare the men's national teams to the to the females because, you know, some European teams are good. Some that look like they should be good are actually not that good. So, obviously, the U.S. beats Vietnam. I'm thinking they take Portugal. The Netherlands is going to be a tough one. I don't think it's a guaranteed uh, win yeah, for, for, the, for the U.S., um, they're definitely going to get out of the group. It's whether they come in first or second, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think Netherlands. I mean, that's. I mean, Vietnam. I mean, I mean, that. Yeah, that's that's, that's their debut another, too. Yeah, I don't even think I'm gonna watch it to be honest with you. Cause Jeez, I think it's so, just gonna be like three zero in the first like twenty minutes or something like that. Something crazy. Yeah, um, and then watch watch there be the biggest upset ever. Vietnam really excited wins. to see Rodman. 
Yeah. That's a good play right there. She's uh she's killing it, man. A lot I just of... hope they I just hope he doesn't play the older players, you know, but sometimes yeah. experience well, is needed, so I know and, and, we'll and, and with with you saying that Rapino did announce that after this NWSL season she's gonna retire, so that's NWSL and the and the national team. So, you know, I, I think it's probably her time. I, I mean, I, I doubt she makes a squad without the name that she has. But obviously, you're probably looking for more of that, that leadership in the locker room um, and everything goes with it. And, uh, we'll, you know, we'll see. I'm sure she'll come off the bench in a, in a few games. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's um, her. I don't even know the head coach's name. That's terrible. But I think they spoke um, from what I've you know, listened to um, from uh, podcasts and everything um, that she accepted the role of coming off the bench. And he said that because of her experience and what she can uh, can bring to the table more than just on the field, um, it's going to be needed, you know, because you're going to look to those veterans to look for leadership, to look for um, calmness on the field and off the field, those halftime speeches, pregame speeches, however you can. Now, the tricky part, David, this is where it's going to get tricky, right? Game on the line, need, you need a difference maker. You have Megan, and you have another youngster. <laughs> decision you go with, right? That's tough. You go with the experience, uh, or do you go with the young legs? Yeah, I mean, I think when the game's on the line, they'll probably turn to the to the veterans. Um, but yeah, it's Vlako Vlako something. Vlakovic or Vlaksakovic. Yeah, it's very hard. Scotch, yeah. Scotchvich, Scotchvich yeah, or something, something like that. Something like that. Um, but Abner, you already answered the question. But the big thing with this World Cup is the U.S. women are going for their third um, World Cup win in a row. It would be the first time any nation, men or women, have done it. Do the U.S. women do it? And if not, who does? Who wins it? Uh, what, what, what was the famous say? It's coming home. <laughs> England? England, yeah. I think England or Spain. Yeah, what about Sweden? Sweden has Sweet, been yeah, Sweden, Sweden, the U.S. Yeah. In the Olympics, dude. And they're yeah. hot. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely. I mean, but you have uh, Spain's got a lot of quality players, too. Yeah, and I mean, you can never, you know, you can never count Brazil out, too. Um, and then, obviously, the Netherlands are in a group. They're a good team, too. So What are the well, favorites? Hold on. Speaking of that, I'm about to look it up. Go ahead. Keep going. I think everybody we just said are the favorites. <laughs> I probably, but I want to know what the betting odds are. No, oh, you uh, USA was... Vegas. Yeah, yeah, Vegas. Sorry. I knew, uh, I know, I think USA was like a plus 150 or something like that. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I mean, you got Norway's always good. You got um, Canada, Australia. I mean, it's in their country. Um, you know, Spain, Japan, obviously, they're former World Cup winners. Denmark, England, Netherlands. I don't think, I mean, unless Portugal's secretly good. Obviously, you got France. They're good. Brazil, um, Argentina. Don't really know. We can expect much from them. Italy. Uh, you got Sweden. It's good. Um, and then you always got Germany there. Um, Are you ready? I'm going to give you the f top five. There we go. Let's do it. Actually, I'll give you the top ten. So um, from um, ten back, you have Japan at plus 2750. Mm -hmm. uh, you have Brazil at 2300. You have Netherlands at 1800. You have uh, Sweden at 2000, which I don't know why they're not flip-flop. But mm -hmm. uh, Then you have Australia at plus 850. You have France at plus 1200. Germany at plus 700, Spain at plus 450, England at plus 450, USA at plus 135. Hey, I thought Sweden would be higher. Uh, Sweden, I mean, that's a pretty good... 
Yeah. But uh, either way, um, yeah, I think uh, it'll, it'll still be a fun tournament. Obviously, it's always, you know, it's always exciting to watch the, the uh, FIFA Women's World Cup and especially seeing the U.S. women's team. Um, but yeah, Mijo, anything to add on that? No, nah, man, I'm excited. You know, we got Lee's Cup. Um, we won't be home for, oh, well, actually, no, we have that uh, Cruz Azul game, but I won't be doing yeah. that one. Uh, but yeah, man, let's, I just hope, you know, it, we are in transfer. There's going to be a lot of rumors, a lot of noise going of who's coming, who's going. Don't pay attention to much of them unless it starts getting traction and we'll kind of would understand what's going on. Um, David, I think uh, we'll cover maybe Wednesday or Thursday next week after the first game, um, the Least Cup versus uh, Messi and Co. Yeah, probably unless we get froggy and want to do something a little bit earlier. Uh, and the last thing I want to mention before we sign off is also uh, really quick because I don't want to spend too much time on this. Uh, Mexico wins their ninth uh, Gold Cup 1-0 against Panama. Um, I don't that either. So that brings the Gold Cup to a close. Me and Abner already <laughs> went deep on that. But Jimenez scored in the 88th minute because Panama... Beautiful goal. Beautiful goal, pass. Yeah, beautiful goal. Uh, Panama almost held on for extra time. But some of the awards for the tournament. So best player was Alberto Carasquilla. The Carasquilla. Afro guy, right? Afro, the guy with the Afro from Panama. Dude, was a baller. That baller. Glad that somebody you know outside of the the, the you know Mexico U.S. won that top score with Jesus Ferreira, uh, seven goals. Uh, best goalkeeper was of course Guillermo Ochoa, uh, you know from Mexico. But you know what? The U.S. did win something. They won the Fair Play Award, Abner. Oh. So we know that's yeah. a prestigious They're award. They're for taking the worst team losing <laughs> a cup that is in your own country. Yeah, get out yeah. of here. Yeah. Um, but either way, you know what? We got a lot of soccer. Atlanta's going to come up. We need to turn this ship around. Um, Copa America, they revealed the logo. It looks way better than already than the FIFA crap. Dude, I was going to say logo. that, yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. They they weren't scared to use the American flag. I guess they are for the for the World Cup for some reason. Right. Yeah, that. Freaking that's, weird. That's, that's, but man, Abner, we need to do something. We need to shake something up with Atlanta United because uh, right now the way we're heading um, and the teams we got facing, we can't afford to have these slow starts, have these inconsistent, have players not performing. Yeah, David. I hope like with these uh, um, league uh, games that we have or League One Cup. Is that we have we take it serious we take it as an opportunity um to get momentum right um so that's that's my hope i hope we do well in the tournament um i hope we're either you know semifinal. um i hope we have a good showing because the best showing david that could definitely trickle down to our season and we would not be talking about land united in a playoff and some uh decisions need to be made if that's the case but other than that let's get rowdy Let's get loud. Get rowdy, let's, get proud. Let's go. Make Atlanta the Mercedes-Benz loud again, all right? Please. Come on, y'all. Show up. Please. Show out. If somebody cheer. stands in front of you, you stand up. And if you get push mad, him. buy a no, better just ticket. No, nah, just push him down. <laughs> I'm going to tell that little uh, 80-year-old abuelita, hey, sit down, sonny. Hey, look, I'll just put her on my, uh, on my shoulders. Go, here we go. I'm a, I'm let's, go. Hey, let's go. Let's go, ATL. We out, y'all. Let's go. Peace. Later.